Today we are taking the title, You Are Not Alone. You can also say, You Are Not Forgotten. We will take the word or we'll read the word of God from the book of Isaiah chapter 14 to verse, chapter 49, sorry, from verse 14 to verse 16. It reads thus, But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me, and my Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the sons of a womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. That's the Lord saying. It's kind of a dialogue between two people who, are who have a conversation. They're dialoguing. Uh, it's actually the first part, which is verse 14, reveals their position where Zion is saying, we feel and they believe that the Lord has forgotten them or have forsaken them. It's like they are on, on their own. But when he responds, he just responds in a way of, an, of a question. In verse 15, he asks, can a woman uh, who is nursing a child forget that child? And then he says, surely uh, not. He's given them assurance that he has not forgotten them. And he even says in verse 16, see, I have inscribed you in the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Now, I'm brought up, or I grew up in a rural, in a rural family, in a rural, I say, village, where I grew up. It, we stayed in a house, uh, in the mud house, although it, it had corrugated iron on top. That's where I grew up my early years in the rural areas of the country. So our homestead is located just below the mountain. And this is a mountain that has got stones, natural trees, quite a lot of animals, snakes, lizards, you, you name them. So because it was close to the mountains, sometimes some snakes will come into the family, will have to kill them. Uh, sometimes they'll actually even be inside the house. I remember one particular time, one snake was able to climb up the roof of the of the of our house where we lived it was a bedroom my sister's bedroom my sister had just uh, given birth to a baby girl who was uh, still young as a baby of course she was sleeping on a on a bed and then the snake was there at the rafters or the trusses just uh, hanging there like it can fall anytime uh, to the child we were all scared of the snake but I remember very well the reaction of my sisters. She, she, she immediately saw whatever was happening and she went straight to the child, grabbed the child and went out. Regardless of all the risks that were there, because the, the, snakes were, the snake was hanging. But she took the, the risk, took the child, got off the child and went out of the house. And that was all she wanted to do. She could not stand to see a child beaten by a snake or attacked by a snake. We see the love of a mother to a child, to an earthly child. She was still young, and my, uh, my sister saw my child is defenseless. I cannot just let her die like that or be attacked by a snake like that. I should do everything I can. So she had the love for the child. She could do everything or anything to save the baby. Now, this verses reveals is kind of a metaphor 
God is showing his love to us as his people that just like a child or just like a mother who cannot forget a nursing child, he will not forget us. But I want us just to relate this into our lives now. What does God mean and what is happening in this situation? In this situation, the children of Israel, they are in exile. They feel like they are, they are rejected by God, regardless of him promising him, them all the good lands and everything that was good. But now they are living a miserable life in the land of exile. They are complaining and they, they feel God is no longer there. And then God responds to them in this way. Now, in life we have different situations. We have different situations that come into our life that put us in conditions where you will feel God has forgotten us. You may be in a relationship that is not working. You are in a relationship that is abusive. And you are asking, where is God in this situation? He is the one who has promised me a good life. I love God and I serve him. I respect my husband. Or I love my husband, but my relationship is not working. There are times in our life, maybe you are a graduate from a tertiary institution. You've been staying home for the past 10, 15, 5 years. There is no job, nothing is, pro is, is promising. You have sent maybe even 300 applications and only 10 invited you for interviews and in those interviews were not successful. And you ask yourself, where is God in this situation? What is actually happening about me? Does he actually ever think about my life? Does he know that I'm a person who wishes to receive uh, good things and start a family if you are not married or to support my family and just have a going life? It actually uh, hurts a lot when you see some of the peers, they are starting to drive cars, they are starting to buy houses, they post on social media, uh, this is my house on Facebook, well, maybe this is my new car. It hurts very much. And you ask, what does God think of me? You may be in the hospital bed, sleeping there. All the pains we are feeling. You feel all alone. Maybe somebody looks at you, but you are all alone. You feel like the world has closed up. And you ask yourself, where is God in this situation? Where is God in this situation? Maybe you, 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 you started a project or a business and it was doing well. And all of a sudden you get into debt. You don't know what to do. The sheriffs are there. The court wants to attach some things. And you feel all alone. And you say, God, I was doing this thing to generate money for my family or just as part of helping the community around now it's not working. Where does God? This is not an issue that is starting with you. It's not, you are not the first one and you're not alone. I want to give you examples where people in the Bible felt of the presence of the Lord or felt in this situation. Now, God's presence is in a different situation. In a lonely situation, you feel like you are all alone. There are times of abandonment where you feel God has abandoned you. If you read the Bible in the first book of 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 14, when you read the Bible about the prophet Elijah, when Elijah had killed the prophets of Baal, I think you know, you know the story, when he had killed them, 
I have told Jezebel of all that had happened, and Jezebel threatened to kill Elijah. So Elijah had to run away into the wilderness to hide. This is a prophet of God. Remember, he had done mighty things for God. Just the instant I've quoted, that you remember in the altar where they were, they, where, where Elijah had to prove that God was, not, was above uh, the bars. It's a, this a whole story that I can tell that can take some time. But in that issue, he had been used by God to reveal his mightiness. As immediate, and immediately after this, he is in fear. He had been used by God, but now he feels afraid and he runs away to hide. So he went and hid and the Lord asked him in his hiding place, what are you doing here, Elijah? In the cave where he was, in the wilderness where he was hiding. If you read 1 Kings 19 verse 10, he said, so he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord, God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left and they seek to take my life. Isaiah felt he was the only one now who believed in God. He felt God has abandoned him and is now attacked. And now he was praying that he would die. God, please, please kill me. It's a situation where he feels deserted, rejected by the God who had worked for him. But that was not, God, not so. It was not so. God was still with Elijah. When he responded, <clears throat> he, he, he told him that our prophets that have not bowed to the Baals, those were the prophets that God had hidden using his prophets to hide them from the people who were going to attack. So sometimes you feel so lonely, you feel like uh, you are all alone, you are the only one who, who is suffering this kind of situation. If you're unemployed, you feel like you are the only one who's unemployed. Maybe whatever you are going through in life, you feel like you are the only one is there and you try to hide and you complain, God, please just kill me, take my life and let this thing come to a halt. That is not the condition. God is still there. God is still there. He appeared to Elijah in the wilderness, in the hiding, and he asked him what you are doing. In other words, God was still watching over him. Sometimes we feel all alone in ministry and in our Christian walk. These are the times where we feel God has forgotten about us. I'm drawn uh, to the story of the apostles in the book of Acts. There are quite a lot that happened there. I want to draw to the story of Peter who was taken to prison. When he was taken to prison, Peter, God had to send an angel to take him out of prison. But I want to draw your attention to the situation Peter was in. Peter was working for God, doing the right things, preaching the message of the gospel, but he was taken to prison. It is not that God had forgotten him. It is not because God was not there, but God had allowed him to go through this situation. There are also the situation of Paul and Silas in the book of Acts. They were people of God. There's also the story of uh, Stephen who was a man of integrity, a man who feared God, but he was stoned to death. 
God allowed that. So in other words, he was going in this difficult situation in his life as a Christian dedicated to God. And one would argue God had abandoned him, but he had not. God was still there. Sometimes you feel God has abandoned you when you are given a big task that is actually you feel like you cannot do it. God has sent you to do start a ministry or God has uh, assured you that you have to do this. Maybe you have to build a school or you have to whatever thing God had given you. In the story of the Bible, I will bring you to the atten- your attention to David. Uh, David gave instruction to his son Solomon on the building of the temple in first chronicles chapter 28 verse 20 and david said to solomon be strong and of good courage and do it do not fear nor be dismayed for the lord your god is with you this was this was after he had given him the details of how the temple has to be and all the materials that he had to use whatever he had to do it was so detailed and solomon was scared of was kind of terrified on how am i going to do this thing because my father has said i'm the one to build the lord's temple god has given you some assignments that when you think about them you feel you cannot do them the details or maybe it's something that is so huge But I want to remind you that God is there with you. Just like what David told his son Solomon, that God will be with you. God, he will be with you. He will, sorry, God will be with you. First Chronicles chapter 28 verse 20 says, He will not leave you nor forsake you until you have finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. God will not leave you alone with the work that he has given you or the task that he has given to you to do. Keep putting your trust in him, talking to him, God, this is so big. How am I doing it? And God will guide you. Solomon was able to build the temple with the fine detail his father had given him because he believed God and he had been strengthened by the words that God will never leave you nor forsake you. So if you go through these things, where God has tasked you with some work, don't be afraid. Don't be scared. He is there with you and he will put you through. The other thing that, put us, that, that makes us to doubt God or to feel like God is not in us is in times of tests. If, I want, if you can go to the story of Job in the Bible, in the book of Job, he was tested. God allowed the devil to bring such situation in Job's life. He was testing his faith that he will remain loyal to God. He lost his belongings, I mean, the farms as in the other livestock and everything, and even lost his children. He lost his children and his health. This makes you doubt or ask a question, does God still care about me? But I like Job's mindset. He says, though he slays me, slays me that jo- that's John, uh, Job 13 verse 15, though he slay me, yet I will trust in him. Even so, I will defend my own ways before him. He knew that even if God allows him that I will die, he will die. He said, when I get to heaven, I will stand and ex- express my or defend my ways. 
So God allows some situations just to prove his goodness to you. For the issue of David is, uh, or of Job, it was like, just look at my body, at my boy. I trust him. He won't lose faith in him, in me. Sometimes God does that in our lives. He will just allow you to go through some stuff that is tough. And he's actually saying, look at my child. I know him. He will put his faith in me, regardless of whatever the, de- the enemy puts. God is still there. He has not forsaken you, and he has not forgotten you. So you are not forgotten. God is with you. In those tests of your life, in those difficult situations, and you keep holding on, and God will be with you. You feel abandonment. You feel abandoned. You are all alone. There are situations where you turn to doubt his word, where you doubt what he has said he's going to fulfill. You have prayed for something. God, I'm praying for this. And you feel it is not going to happen. But God is there. If you feel you have forgotten to give you the good blessings, when, uh, if you read uh, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 14, uh, you, you realize that, uh, maybe let me just read, you shall be blessed above all the peoples. There would be no male or female barren among you, among your council. Now, look at this, what God is saying. You shall be blessed. And you feel you are not blessed. You don't have the job. You don't have what you feel is a blessing. You don't have that baby. You don't have that marriage. It makes you to ask God, is your word true? Is your word true, God, when you say, let us ask anything in your name, you will do it. But I've been asking for this, and it is not coming to pass. You ask yourself, is his word true? You tend to doubt the word of God because you don't see what you expect or you don't see what you need. You've been praying, you've been reading his word, you've been waiting on his word, but you feel rejected. You feel God is not there. You feel God is not caring about you. In times where you have lost your loved ones, You've prayed for their uh, recovery from sickness, but God allows them, or God just t- uh, takes their lives. And you've prayed, but he continues to do his will. God is still there. You shall not complain and say, God, he does not care about me. I remember in a situation in my life where I couldn't get a job. Things were tough. And God made me read this word that I will never leave you nor forsake you. Even if your mother, if it can happen, because this situation, this verse, talks, uh, talks of something that is uh, more impossible under normal circumstances. A mother who has carried a baby for nine months in, his wo- in her womb and given birth to a child experiencing the labor pains, the severe pains, and all the torture of giving birth, and the love for the child, and breastfeeding the child, which is expressing his love, where, where, her love, where the, the two, uh, I would say it's what? It's where they, they have fellowship or they bond. That kind of a mother 
has a different experience with the child. He cannot, she cannot allow the child to be on her own. She can never forget the child. She cannot. Because even if she tries to forget the child, nature will force her to, remain, to remember that the child is still there. The breast, will be, the breast will be full of the milk and the pain that you have to go and breastfeed will force her to rush home. If you have seen the situation of calves or a calves running to the calves, when they've taken some time without giving them milk, you see the situation. It's not because they are, they, are, they are just happy, but it's also of the pain. The tits are saying, now it's time to breastfeed. Now a person or a mother, if she can do, go beyond that, forgetting all the pain and everything and forget the child, if it is possible, of which it is not possible, Yes, we know of mothers who, who throw kids away. Immediately they are born, maybe in toilets or whatever, for whatever reason. But the fact is they know that deep down in them, they know there's my child that I put in a to toilet or that I killed, whatever. It is clear in the mother's child. So if that can happen, if it is possible, of which it is not possible according to God, then if they can forget that, if mothers can do that, God will still not do it. So all that you are going through, he has not forgotten you. He is there. He understands what you are going through. He knows what you are going through. And he's working it out for you. What he wants from you is just to keep your faith in him and believe his word. Now, I want to take it about how do you do or what do you do in the time you are in the desert? In the time you feel there is no answer, you feel God is distant from you, what do you have to do? One of the things that you have to do, you have to maintain your faith in God. Keep your faith. Actually, these situations put your, test, your, your faith to test. Your faith is put to test. Your faith in God is put to a test. Do you really believe in this God? So during this time, keep hoping and praying to God. God hears all my words, all my, my prayers, and he's going to say, change the situation. I know in these situations you may feel it has taken time and God is not acting fast enough but your faith is really put to a, to a test. Keep praying to God. Pre pre keep, keep, keep believing him that God, this is going to happen. You are going to take me through to the other side. In that time, keep putting your trust in him. Now, the other thing you need to be content with have to have what you have. If you can know that God knows that you know what you need, you need to be content with what we have. If you read Hebrews 13 verse 5, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. If you talk about covetousness, this is one of the things that put us into difficult situations as human beings. Because this is where you have a desire for something good from someone, yet it is not yours. God will give you what you need. So, 
being not content with what God gave you or what God has given to you will also bring this situation. So what do you have to do? Be satisfied with what God has given you. Accept you. Accept it. I'm sorry. Accept it that God is what God has given me and it's enough for me. He's going to give you more at the right time, in due season. So keep your faith in him and be satisfied with what you have. Be content with what you have. This is one of the difficult situations. Actually, it's a sign of maturity to be content with what you have. God is working it for me. He has not forgotten me. He's working on the situation and I just keep praying. Use the, I, I must say, in, the, in these difficult times, you just don't have to relax and let things be. Whilst you're praying and doing whatever, keep listening to what he says you should do. The opportunities, the little opportunities that he's opening to you to do this or those things that he says you should do, you should be ready to work for him. So God allows you to go through these situations. Some of these little things you go through are your training. Are your trainings. So you can be a better person. You are trained on patience. You are trained on contentment. Sometimes God will allow you not to get a job immediately such that you appreciate the little hundred malang any hundred dollars you receive. That this is enough. Maybe God knows you are not a spender, a good spender. You use money recklessly and he puts you to a situation that will train you to respect money. So we are all on this earth under God's control. Luke 18 verse 27 says, but he said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. There's nothing impossible with God. God can change that situation that you think is not going to change, that's not going to improve. God can make it better because he is a God. So be content and put your faith in him. Be assured God is always with you, regardless of the pain and the situations you are with, we are going through. He is there in your life. He's fighting for you. He's in all the situations. He will not forget you. He is there. If a nursing mother cannot forget his child, if a nursing mother cannot forget a child, definitely he won't forget you. God won't forget you. You are in his mind. And he's working it out for you. Just keep your faith in him. He sees everything you are going through. If you read the last verse uh, of what we read, which is verse 16, so I have inscribed you on the palm of my hands. Your walls are continually, continually before me. In other words, God knows everything you are going through. If you are inscribed in someone's hands, you are always there. And he says he knows your walls. In other things, he sees everything. He, know, he knew all the walls of Jerusalem. In other words, he could see everything. He sees everything that's happening in your life. All the walls he sees. I mean, everything. If you're talking of the walls, that's the territory for Jerusalem. He saw everything. So he sees everything in your life. And it is all transparent and as clear as water in a glass before God. So keep your faith in him. He's working it out for you. He's working things for you. I want to pray for you as we come to an end. You might feel your life is going to an end. You might actually even thinking of killing yourself. You might actually even 
wishing everything bad in your life, nothing good is coming my way. But I want to tell you there are good things coming your way. God has not forgotten you. He is there for you. He's working on you in whatever situation you are in. He will heal you. He will give you a breakthrough. He will give you a job. He will make that business successful. He will make you accomplish that dream. He will make you accomplish that building or that home you want to buy. You'll be able to buy it. Life will go on and you will be blessed. Be content with what you have and have faith in God. I want to pray for you. Father, I pray for my listener and my viewer in the name of Jesus Christ. He might be going through difficult situations in life. He has lost his loved one or her loved one and he feels life is coming to an end. Give her the courage and the strength to press on and know that you are still there. You are watching on that situation. It might be a loss of a job, no job, no money for education, whatever situation. Give him or her the courage to put the faith in you and the strength she or he needs to go on. In Jesus' name, amen. May God richly bless you, and I believe God has spoken into your life, and you keep your faith in him. He's working it out for you. God bless you.